Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everyone, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm fully vaccinated. My name is Matt. I'm Dory. I'm also fully vaccinated. We did it, everybody. Yay! Oh, boy. And if you're wondering what that second dose will do to you, depends on who you are. <laughs> it has really knocked Matt out. It has It has really thrown me for a loop, everybody. I, uh, I don't know. Uh, last couple of days, very tired, very sniffly. Yeah, super nose. tired. You know, I, I feel like, again, I say this, we start every episode with talking about how tired mm, Matt is. We but. do, yeah. <laughs> it's getting kind of boring. Yeah, no, in this sense, uh, yeah, it was pretty wild. Um, I don't know. I don't know what uh, to make of it. You kind of had a, a mini COVID. Yeah, I had like a, a mini episode, like four days of COVID. Yeah. Which prevented some podcast recording that I was going to be doing. Um, so. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, cause I was supposed to record Thursday. When did I get it? Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. So I was supposed to record Wednesday night and I was like, I'm so tired. I don't think mm, I can do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I had such terrible sleep the last couple of nights because mm. of the, the nasal uh, situation that I'm going through currently. And, uh, but look, I'm here with a uh, good job. Everybody go out there and get your vax. Says. Get get the jab. Uh, in in order to celebrate our jabs, we uh, went out to eat last night for the first time in a uh, hundred years. Yeah, I was actually trying to think because like it wasn't like before the pandemic we were going out to dinner all that much anyway. <laughs> right. I couldn't tell you. I mean, I could check. I guess I could like go through the credit card statements. But it's over a year. Definitely over a year. Um, 
And, you know, we didn't go particularly far from our house, but we went to eat in an outdoor situation. We chose the outdoor seating. And I will say the indoor seating was bustling. Yeah, it was bustling. It was very strange to see it. Um, and it was uh, interesting, you know. Haha came over, watched Henry, and put him to bed. Oh, my God. Henry turned two yesterday. Yep. I buried the lead. You really did. I was oh waiting. I thought that's where you were going. <laughs> I buried the lead. Henry turned two, and my parents have been married for 50 years on the same day. Uh, so... I don't know. Uh, Henry turned two and promptly face planted on the driveway and got a fat lip and a bloody nose. He really. Like basically three hours into, no, two hours into being awake on his birthday. (laughs) He really is owning this whole two thing. (laughs) He started saying, "Uh uh-oh. Yeah. I mean, look, he's got the the language capabilities of us. An 18 month old, but uh, you know, he does everything in his own time. How many fat lips and 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 bruises has he had? More than your average kid, I think, <laughs> right? Probably. I mean, he runs into everything. Um. Oh yeah. Then I took him. I took him to Rye after he had fallen. Yeah. And he proceeded to run into another child. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, so, you know, we were outside together, Henry and I. Uh, Dory was inside. I was in the bathroom. Doing, I don't, okay, there you go. I forgot what it, the scenario. Mm-hmm. But I was standing there, and I was cleaning a golf club. And, you know, Henry was popping around. He would occasionally tee up a ball and try to hit it with his, um, with my clubs, not his clubs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, you know, he just regular... Five feet from me, he just walked. We have like a drainage thing in the center of the driveway. That has rocks. It's got rocks, like uh, river river stones. And there's concrete slab on either side. And he was just running around. He was running toward the fence or something like that. And just like, I, I hear thump. And I look and I just see Henry face down, like totally with his arms out like this. And then I think I'm, I, I, my initial reaction was, "Oh, that was a that was quite a fall," but like not. I, I thought he was going to be like just get up and go, but I don't think he caught himself. Obviously not, because he fell flat on his face, and uh, then he started screaming. I picked him up, and he had a little bloody nose. Yeah. And I was running through the house, poor little guy, trying to find Dory. She was in the poop. She was pooping. Yeah, and. Uh, and I just I hear I hear Henry screaming in a way that is like yeah like uh, bad yeah. like like not just like I'm upset about something but like right. I hurt myself yeah. and then I hear Matt going there's been a bad accident there's been a bad accident and I was like He's oh god <laughs> his nose is bleeding uh also yeah so then we came to the conclusion that he every time he gets into some sort of injury situation we're watching him. <laughs> So, it's like never when he's like outside for a minute and a half by himself. Like, it's never then. It's always when Dory and I are actively watching him. Holly, nope. Gilma, nope. Dory and I, oh yeah. (laughs) Parents of the year. (laughs) So, I don't know what that says to you, the listener, uh, but... It's interesting. Uh, so yeah, Henry turned two and picked up his uh-ohs and uh, we got a lot of gifts for him. We didn't get them. We only got him one gift. Yes. But people but we, got him I mean, a lot we of We in the house. The house, <laughs> the house has a lot of gifts now yeah. for him, uh, which was very kind of people. And Apparently his little play group that he has at the park when he goes with his nanny, they had a little party for him on Friday. It's very uh, sweet. I went for a little bit. Yeah, and some of those kids brought presents, which is so adorable. I almost cried about it. He did. Um, and then uh, Mary Jane, our dog walker, brought Henry a, a little dog. Yeah. <laughs> Not an actual dog, yeah. a toy dog. Um, so but he was very excited to open. Yes. He really does. He likes opening a present. Now and he, then I think he gets it Haha now. 
he yeah he does get it yeah and then haha brought him uh, a little dog bubble machine yes <laughs> and i got him a dog cake <laughs> yep and we got him toy golf clubs yep and i mean it's just crazy he likes trucks he's uh yeah i don't know he really oh he's very he's very mischievous still though Oh, he's just getting more mischievous. Yes, he's like really side eyeing me, in and a the way little of grin. Like, what are you going to do about mm-hmm. it, old man? Yeah, like that kind of thing. Which I had to tell you know I told him we don't throw golf balls towards the cars. Yeah, <laughs> three times I told him, and then yesterday, well, three times he did it the third time, and then I I, I picked him up, I brought him in. And I said, okay, we got to go in because we can't throw golf balls. I, t- I, I, t- I showed him where he could throw golf balls. There's mm. a giant net he could throw them into. Mm-hmm, no mm-hmm, problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I showed him that he could throw them toward the uh, toward the the, fa- the fence with the trees in it, the bush mm, there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, he still just wanted to throw it at the cars. So we brought it in. And then this morning when we were outside... He had the ball and he threw it the correct way mm-hmm. and then he picked it up again and then he walked towards the car and looked at me yep. and he started smiling. Well, because he wanted to see what you would do. He and wanted I to see said, if you would hold the boundary. Well, I said, Henry, we talked about this. We can't. And then he like took his little tiny arm and turned a little bit and threw it away from the car. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you little shit. <laughs> anyway, ain't he a stinker? Literally and figuratively. He does have really smelly poop. <laughs> really yeah. smelly. Uh, so happy birthday to mom. I guess that's a thing people do now. Mm-hmm. So sending those birth thanks to Dory. Thank you. Uh, I guess I should have gotten you a, a push present again. Mm, it's okay. My real birthday is coming up. That is true. You guys are very close together. Yeah. We're both Tauruses. Uh, and- I posted some pictures on my Instagram of... April 24th, 2019. Oh, okay. One of them was you, like you could see you sitting on the couch in the in the room just looking like <laughs> you were over it. I mean, and I was over it. And I was like, I think this was around hour 37. <laughs> oh, labor, you mean? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. Fake yes. labor. <laughs> yeah, Faber. Yeah. The Faber. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, 2019. And then there's a great picture of Henry from 2020 where he's giving like some serious side eye when he's sitting at the table, like with his birthday hat on. <laughs> we didn't have him in a birthday hat today, yesterday. I know. He did have his helmet on for a little while. Yeah. Because he was scooting. And then he discovered cake. And then he was just like plowing into cake with his hand <laughs> and a helmet on. I was like, oh boy. Classic Henry. <laughs> that's our boy. Ha cha cha cha. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, that's. Uh, do you have anything, any any other remarks regarding the festivities of the week? Um, He really likes bubbles. Uh, I don't know why so many people got bubbly things. He really likes bubbles. Well, I didn't know that. Well, now you know. Summer bubbles. Here we come. <laughs> yep. Oh, this is an interesting thing that reminded me of something. Uh-huh. Uh, I wanted to tell everyone how I had signed him up for swim lessons that I had to cancel because the instructors refused to get vaccinated. Yeah. That's interesting, right? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I don't understand grown adults who primarily run a business where you have to interact with multiple children at a time. Who are unmasked. Who are unmasked in a pool uh, would decide that uh, they don't want to get vaccinated. Look, I don't know what research they're waiting for. When will they turn over? When will they? All these people are like, I'm wait, waiting for more data. more science. I'm like, when is that coming? Right. When are you going to be satisfied? What's yeah. the study size you yeah. need? Anyway, everyone go out there, get your 5G. Have a good time. <laughs> I mean, I got my chip. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Yeah, so. Where where are these microscopic chips being manufactured? That's what I want to know. I don't know. Okay. So, yeah. So, Henry's no longer getting swim lessons. Well, he, I found someone else. From those people. Yeah, from those people. Right. Um, He's going to get them from someone else who is vaccinated. That's all. But I was just, like, shocked. Like, I didn't even think 
it was a question, especially if you work with kids. Yeah. I didn't think that, that would be a thing that people would be Who concerned. cannot get vaccinated yet. Right. Like, it, it just was, was mind-blowing. So, and the and the person who runs a swim school was like, well, we're getting tested every week. And I was like, that is useless. <laughs> Very much so. I was getting tested three times yeah. a week and still got it. Who, <laughs> like, I mean, what the hell? That it's means, not a prevention. No, measure. it means nothing. <laughs> so stupid. <sighs> so, anyway, that's what happened. Um quick we got a quick email about my book that i just wanted to read at the you know top okay. of the show um from jenna who says did the original release date of your book get pushed back i swear i pre-ordered it months ago i am so excited to read it i would love a zoom ama with you and matt as a thank you for pre-ordering the book that would be so fun oh that's interesting Jenna from North Carolina, originally Kalamazoo, birthplace of Gibson Guitars, mm-hmm. 2,500 square feet, two parents, two kids, one cat, seven hot dogs. Yeah. Love the ones with cheese in the middle, and so does our one-year-old. Um, Jenna, yes, the original release date of my book did get pushed back. It was supposed to originally get released, I believe, this Tuesday, yeah, April 27th. Yeah, I remember 27th. being a late April situation. Yeah, so now it's June 29th. Nah, nah, that, that's not much of a push. No, it was only two so. months. It's still in the same, like season of yeah. book releases the same uh beach beach read season yeah yeah spring summer you know sprummer sprummer yeah yeah um so yes jenna you are correct and yeah thank you to everyone who wrote in with suggestions of what we could do for a pre-order incentive we are um going to get those we're going to get that sorted very soon and we should have an announcement about what that's going to be in the next couple of weeks so Stay tuned. And if you want to get in on that reminder, you can pre-order my book wherever you want. But I do have links up at Linktree slash Dory Shafrir. It's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Dory Shafrir. Go get it. Wherever books are pre-ordered. And I, the pre-order incentives, I think, are going to be really fun. So you, She sounds so organized about this. I mean, it's amazing. What, what can't she do, everybody? Pre-order her book. She's 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 doing it all. Wow, thanks. Bye, you're welcome. Bye. What? What? You want to email us? Do (laughs) Matt and Dory at gmail.com or Dory and Matt at gmail.com. You can also call us or text us at 413-461-BABY. And we have a Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash excellent adventure. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash excellent adventure. Get up to two bonus episodes per month plus the whole back catalog of bonus episodes there is someone who recently joined patreon mm-hmm. who is going like listening to the whole yeah. back catalog and she has been sending like periodic emails related to various patreon episodes but she'll be like on the patreon episode of like april 24th 2019 you said blah 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 well not, not april 24th 2019 right. so that was the day henry sure. was born Wow, that was weird. Um, Four twenty four nineteen. I played that on uh, roulette, so oh, that's, that's nice. You know, um, and it's just funny to sort of like have this almost like walk down memory lane. You know, like she'll mention these things that I haven't thought about in sure a long time. I'm like, oh yeah, we did talk about. Would you that. ever consider listening back to the back catalog? Correct. I would not either. So many hours. There's of too us. many things I don't want to hear. <laughs> um. All right, we're gonna take a short break. We will be right back. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like 
I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. All right, we've returned. Okay, I kind of lied because we do have a couple more Dory's book related things. Uh, I mean, look, I'll let it slide. Thank you. This release window, but next time. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Okay, here we go. We're going to have to go in the house if you do it again. Oh, I forgot to tell you. This is a voicemail. Oh, okay. Ready? I think so. Okay. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. My name is Kara Lee, and I'm a librarian in Des Moines, Iowa. I started listening to your podcast over two years ago when one of my coworkers started struggling with infertility and let us know that she was going to be doing IVF and I wanted to know more about what she was going through without asking her a thousand invasive questions. So I really appreciate what you guys have put into the world. I've learned so much and I really just like listening to you guys. Uh, Even before the pandemic, I would bring some of my work home with me and I am in charge of purchasing most of the materials for our library and cataloging all of them. So I often bring books home with me to catalog. Uh, Your podcast takes up just the right amount of my brain space so I can focus on the book that I'm cataloging, but also listen to you guys. um, And I've just really enjoyed it. Um, So Dory, I'm curious. Of course, I have pre-ordered your book for our library and I'm excited to get it in and read it. What I'm curious about is where do you see your book on the shelf in a library? So we are a rather small metro library and we have a biography section, but we don't have a dedicated memoir section. But in our biography, it's more, you know, books about presidents, more life stories And sometimes what I do with a book that is labeled as a memoir is try and find another area in the nonfiction section where I think it might get more circulation. And so I was curious, uh, I could see maybe your book going in the self-help section, which self-help is a very broad category. And I don't know how much you remember about the Dewey Decimal System, but the 150s are um, psychology. So I, for example, could see maybe it going in 155.6, which is psychology of adults. 158.1 is personal improvement and analysis. And when I look at your title, the description of it, and 
I think, and I look at the other titles that are already in those numbers in our library, it looks like it might might fit around there. Uh, when I look at the generic record that has already been created for your title, for your book, it uh, OCLC has your book going in the 813 doing number, which doesn't make any sense because 813 is fiction and there are no it doesn't make sense for it to be there because it's not fiction. So again, I'm just curious, where do you think your book should go? Should it go in biography? Should it go in nonfiction? Um, I'm really looking forward to reading it. Uh, thank you again for all, all that you guys share. Um, we live in a suburb of Des Moines, Iowa in a 1900 square foot house that we moved to right after uh, we started quarantining. So about March of last year. So that was fun. I live here with my husband and our three kids. They are ages three, six, and nine. I've only had one hot dog this year, but that's because I only can eat hot dogs outside. Uh, at a picnic or a baseball game maybe. And we're just now getting to the weather where it's nice to spend uh, time outside in Iowa. So that number will probably go up. Anyway, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Thank you. That was a that was the most Dewey Decimal information I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I loved it. Um, that reminded me of this, honey, from Weird Al's UHF. Oh, does this, is this going to work? I don't know. Maybe not. Oh, it's not going to work. Oh, I know why it's not going to work, I think. No, that should make it work. Whatever. Anyway, it's Conan the Librarian, mm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he gets very upset when someone doesn't know the Dewey Decimal System. Should I play it on my computer? Uh, I mean, sure, if, you, if you'd like to. <laughs> I mean, I don't have to. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know why it didn't. I don't know why it didn't work on mine. Whatever. Fine. Oh, you found it already. Never before in the history of motion pictures has there been a screen presence so commanding, so powerful, so deadly. He's Conan, the librarian. Can you tell me where I can find a book on astronomy? Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? Conan, the librarian. I'm sorry. These books are a little overdue. <laughs> Conan, the librarian. Tonight. All right. <laughs> there you go. Well. That was a fun walk down memory lane <laughs> for me. Um, well, to answer your question, first of all, thank you for pre-ordering my book for your library. Thank you for thinking about it yeah. so much more I than... Know. than I would have. I really appreciate it. I wonder if within biography there is a category of personal history. I think that is where I would put it. Interesting. Where do you put a David Sedaris book? I'm asking her. Oh, I see. Is that in the 150s? Is that is there? It's not in the 813. Humor, maybe. Ah, okay. Do you feel like your book could go there? No. All right. It's like funny, but it's not a funny book you know what i mean well maybe it's funnier than you think i mean some of my blurbs did say it was funny well there you go i like a good blurb one of my blurbs says it was hilarious actually what if we just went into why don't we just can we categorize by blurb oh (laughs) and like you'd have to like who has a blurb on the book and then you like put that book next to their book i see yeah okay it'd be a little confusing it would be Um, Well, listen, keep us posted. Let us know where it ends up. I'm very curious. All right. Last book email, and then we will get on with it. This is from Sam. Hi, all. Sam from Kansas here with a quick random email. Months ago, Dory mentioned some wonder around recording her audiobook amid the pandemic for her upcoming memoir. Thanks for waiting. I'm curious if any insight regarding this process is available to share. Will the recording be done remotely? I'm aware audiobooks are recorded surprisingly close to their release. How close? Unrelated. Any suggestions for getting out of debt? That is very unrelated. Left turn. Also, happy almost birthday, Henry. Thanks. Good luck with this next transfer. Fingers crossed for a quote season four of Excellent Adventure. And five weeks left of my first year of teaching with plans to continue in this position next year. Best Sam. Fully vaccinated. Two hot dogs in 2021. 500 square feet in Garden City, Kansas. 
Uh, thanks, Sam. Thank you, Sam. Um, you know what? I have no insight because I have not heard a peep about this. Yeah, I wonder if they'll be like. I mean, my guess is you'll probably record it May twentieth. Yeah. For June twenty ninth. Ninth release. Because yeah. yeah, a woman I know whose book comes out June first. I feel like just posted something that she was recording her audiobook uh-huh. like within the last couple of weeks. So maybe yeah. mine is going to be in the next couple of weeks. Maybe it's like tomorrow when they're going to call you. And they're like, hey, be, be at this place. Be at the studio at this time. <laughs> yeah. With, yeah. So I, I don't know, but Sam, that's a great question. And I will share when I know more. Um, suggestions for getting out of debt. So this is a method that I believe was pioneered by Dave Ramsey, who is like kind of problematic, but people like this method. Um, it's the snowball method, which basically, from what I understand, you pay off your smallest debts first because that like gives you like a kind of like boost of confidence, sort of. Like you can be like, oh, I've checked this debt off. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Um, so I would start by making a list of your debts and try to first pay off the smallest debt, then go to the next smallest debt, et cetera, et cetera. There's also a school of thought that says you should pay off the debt with the highest interest rate first. I would say maybe talk to Dylan. Or talk to Dylan. Who teaches finance. Yeah. Dylan teaches finance or something.com. I don't know if there's Dylan teaches finance.com. All right. There you go. Yeah. Uh, We've been working with Dylan for a couple of years. Uh, Every tax season, we get progressively uh, less and less panicked. It's true. So, I mean, with that kind of a endorsement. And he's like pretty much helped us get out of debt. Yep, pretty much. Yep. Pretty trying to he's undoing all my good work of getting us into debt. <laughs> um and if you mention our name you get twenty percent off your first month. Boom. Twenty percent done. So hashtag not an ad, but sort of an ad. Yep. All right. Moving <clears throat> on. Yes. To Beth. Okay. First of all, as a daughter of a dad who has had the first tea time at the local golf course for as many years as I could remember, I could totally relate to Matt's love of early golf. And I always love how when my dad needs a sub in his group and asks my husband to join, it always turns into the same cycle. Husband says yes, immediately starts bitching the night before about how it's going to be so early, (laughs) wakes up the next morning half asleep, still bitching, and then will come home every time saying, I love golfing early. I've got the rest of the day, (laughs) blah, blah. Happens every single time. Anyway. I'd written in a few months ago about the problem that's not really a problem of having embryos left over when you feel like you're done. We have two kids, a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and if we were doing this the non-science way, we'd be done with kids. But we have one more embryo in the freezer, and we feel like we should try since it's just one more. It's not like we have four more in there or something. Part of me is hoping it doesn't work. I know if it does, I will feel like I couldn't imagine our family without the third kid, but I just feel like life will be easier with two. Uh, A feeling that has definitely become stronger since this pandemic, but I also know I will feel some sort of sadness if it doesn't work. But after a lot of back and forth, I think we've decided for sure that we're going to throw it in. My question is, has has anyone gone through this process of transferring an embryo because you couldn't make the decision to donate slash destroy it? What was the result? How did you feel with whatever outcome happened? And also, what was your timing? Right now, I'm shooting for an August transfer. I feel like I just want to get it done with, so I know either way. I'm 34. And could wait until my late 30s, early 40s. And it would probably be an easier go because my kids would be older. But there are things I want to do once I'm done having kids. Besides the highly anticipated act of getting rid of all the baby stuff. Plus, if I wait until I have baby fever, then you're starting the process all over again. Another question. Has anyone done a natural cycle? This is another thing I'm debating. I feel like it would truly kind of let fate decide if we should have a third. I'd love to know anyone's experience with a natural cycle. Again, I know how grateful we are. And there are so many people who would love to have this dilemma. Okay, something else totally unrelated that I'm hoping someone in this community will relate to. I've had this unfortunate experience of getting cysts around my breast area for many years now. My boobs are way too big slash dense and I'm getting a breast reduction. As soon as I'm done having kids, another reason for the urgency to know if we're done or not. I felt like I've had PCOS for a while. No doctors confirmed it. It honestly still seems like a disease they don't really care about figuring out. I've got some of the symptoms and I wouldn't be surprised if that's what has caused my infertility and I have a feeling these cysts could be related. I get them on the under part and they get infected and super painful and I have to go on antibiotics to get rid of them and most of them leave a fun scar. 
They are super annoying, and I'm wondering if it could be a symptom of PCOS. Have any eggheads had to deal with these painful cysts? My doctor just keeps treating them, but doesn't seem interested to find out the cause. Anyway, thanks so much for the podcast and for creating such a great community. Beth in 3,200 square feet in the Chicago suburbs. No hot dogs yet in 2021. P.S. I can't remember. It was the last episode, but you teased an emailer by saying it's a favorite of the podcast. And I, like Matt, thought it was going to be Lex. Can we get a check-in from Lex? The listeners miss you, Lex. I mean, I've asked for a check-in from Lex also. I mean, I have too. I'll ask again. Lex. Lex. Baseball season just started. How are you feeling about the Giants this year, Lex? Thanks. <laughs> um, I mean, I have no like personal experience advice for either of these questions, but my gut about the PCOS thing is get a second opinion. Can you go to another doctor and, and see if... Is there a cause, though, of PCOS? No. No, but if... If she knew she had PCOS, I think she's saying there would be other right. things she could do to kind of mitigate, mitigate, treat other it. Stuff. Sure. Yeah. And it's also, I think she's just frustrated that like there's this sort of slightly weird random thing happening to her and her daughter and her doctor seems like completely uninterested in figuring out why it's happening, right. which I mean, I would be annoyed by too. All reasonable. But so, any listeners out there. Yeah. Let us might, know. Who might know better. Please. Um, and same shoot us a message same with the embryo question let us know all right we are going to take another quick break be right back hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay, we're back. Hello. I made the A cast commercial jingle oh. always beforehand yeah <laughs> <laughs> um all right this is from anonymous all right who says i've listened to your podcast for years now and so grateful for everything you've shared over the years i hope for all the best for you in your upcoming transfer i have my own almost 10 month old science baby and felt so much more prepared for the IVF process slog after listening to your podcast. Throughout pregnancy and since my daughter's somewhat dramatic forceps delivery, I've dealt with <laughs> pelvic Jesus. floor pain and weakness. You know, I was delivered with forceps. Of course you were. The size of your head. Wow. Yeah, it's ginormous. Wow. It was probably your feet, really. That was like, they got you all the way out, and then your feet were like stuck. <laughs> they had to get the Matt forceps. thinks I have <laughs> enormous feet. <laughs> <laughs> I have like uh, normal large feet. They're enormous. But Matt is like, you have the biggest feet in the world. They're you're like, not. You're they're not like tall. nine, nine and a half, That's which is like not that just, big. I mean, look, I've, sometimes I see Dory's shoes around, and I'm like, are those my shoes? <laughs> and I'm an eleven and a half. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, sorry for the diversion. Do a little loop. Okay. <laughs> Um, I've dealt with pelvic floor pain and weakness. Prior to IVF, I was a pretty keen long distance runner and to have such trouble with walking slash sitting slash standing was scary and recovery has been both an emotional and physical struggle. I've been in pelvic floor therapy now for six months and it has made a world of difference. I can't believe that in most countries, PT is part of postpartum care and recovery and that we are so behind in the US. I mean, I can believe it. It's just sad. For now, I'm just the crazy friend who tells all of her pregnant friends to go to PT or to make sure they're focused on their deep core and pelvic floor muscles during pregnancy. Doing kegels just isn't the end all. I wanted to recommend the Expecting and Empowered Instagram account. They are physical therapist sisters with many kids between them, and they put out helpful and hilarious pregnancy and postpartum content. And that is at, uh, it's on Instagram at Expecting and Empowered. All this to say that I pre-ordered your book on Audible. Can't wait to hear your spoken rendition and to listen while I finally get to use my jogging stroller. 
Uh, I'm in 2,800 square feet in New Jersey with one husband, one five-year-old, 80-pound lab, shepherd mix rescue, and a 10-month-old science baby. No hot dogs yet in 2020, but my husband is really into Brooklyn bangers, so those are always on the grill. Um, what about 2021's hot dog count? <laughs> Great point. This email was not from <laughs> last year. <laughs> I mean, we're almost, we're almost... We're almost halfway through. Yeah. Wow. That is wild. Um... Yeah, I know so many people who have pelvic floor issues from pregnancy. I, you know, I don't know if this helped while I was pregnant. I'm sure it couldn't have hurt, but I did do prenatal yoga and I did Pilates. Like, yeah, you did twice a week, I think, at least once a week. Yes. But I think towards the end, I was doing it twice a week. And, I think that helped. Like my doctor actually remarked about my um, my ab muscles. Well, I think then then I don't don't you're not tooting your own horn. Yeah. So um, you kind of are, but whatever. It's cool. <laughs> so yeah, and you know if you can't get to a Pilates studio now, there's tons of like Pilates mat classes online that you can just do with a mat in your house. I'm right here. But I would, yep, exactly. But I would also um, make sure you, if you are pregnant, that you talk to your doctor about doing Pilates, especially unsupervised, make sure you're um, being safe. Yeah, I was. I did, I did some very rigorous hand stretching today. Oh, good. You know, because of, honestly, because of the way I grip a golf club. Mm. I'm a pretty aggro about it. Mm-hmm. And... I had the Theragun in my hand. Mm-hmm. So I watched a video. Of how to Theragun your the hand. The Theragun people put mm. out that video. And then I think, I don't know if the guy was the inventor of the of the Theragun. Oh. But he was like, so jacked. Oh. <laughs> Matt has gotten really into the Theragun. They sponsored Forever 35 for a while and they sent us the Theragun and Matt has really taken to I, it. I mean, it's honestly, it does. It does. It saves. It saves me a lot of pain. It really does. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I have yet to have a full, knock on wood, full-blown lower back situation yeah. happen because I have theragunned it before, you know, before it happened. I've thought about keeping it in my car for, like, when I return. Like, when I get back to the car after golf, I'll just... Yeah. But then I'd be the weird guy in a parking lot with a theragun. Who cares? Me. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. Moving on. It's from Courtney. Hey, guys. I'm writing in about the person asking about going out with a two-month-old. I kind of have to disagree with Dory here. Going out with a baby under three to four months old is so well, easy. Well, then get out of here. She's done. We only listen to agreeers. I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> they mainly sleep anywhere and everywhere. They don't True. have a schedule yet, and all they need is a boob or a bottle. With my first, I was so scared to go out and it was intimidating thinking of all the things I needed. But then he got older and it really sucked to go out and I wished I'd done more when he was smaller. I have a six and a half month old new science baby and she started going out and about quickly at two weeks. Side note, we are in Australia, so COVID is not an issue. Well, la di da. My nearly three-year-old has activities that he goes to, so she just had to get with the program. When she was really little, I just wore her and she slept through everything. It is more difficult now that she has a routine And I do find I stress when I know she's not going to get a great nap in the car, but her brother needs to attend the classes. Honestly, more for me than for him. He has so much energy. So she's along for the ride and we manage. As far as what they need went out, food, diapers, change of clothes, burp rags, maybe a toy. I'm also a white noise fan, so a small white noise machine helps prolong some naps. I will say it gives you more anxiety. If it gives you more anxiety to go out, then don't. But if you need to do it for your mental health, do it. It's really not that hard. I can't wait to hear about your next transfer fingers crossed emoji for a positive result um i'm an only child and siblings were a dream of mine i can already see their dynamic beginning and it makes my heart so happy it does it also solidified that i'm done you just Uh, close for business which is a nice feeling to have uh thank you for the email courtney i'm so glad your hemisphere figured out covid (laughs) uh anyway um to that point, yes, they do sleep anywhere. So that is true. I would I would agree with that. 
I just think about, you know, when we went to Disneyland last time, just the uh, the craziness of, like, having to find a quiet spot for him to nap in. Yeah. What were we thinking? I know. It was hard because he was still taking two naps. So, like, his first nap was at, like, 9.30 or 10 or something. Yes. So that was tough. Naps are... And he wasn't little enough that he would fall asleep like in a carrier. Like he was eight months old. Yeah. So eight months old? No, no he was ten, 10 months, months, old. months old. Yeah, he was ten months old. Yeah. So yeah, there he is. That's how old he was. Yeah. Oh, buddy. He wasn't walking yet. Nope. And his face is pristine. He had yet to introduce <laughs> it to the driveway. Or a wooden menorah. Or a wooden menorah. <laughs> um all right. This is from Meg. Hi, Matt and Dora. Your offhand, mention, your offhand mention of COVID in Canada on this week's pod prompted me to write in in case you're interested to hear just how bad things are. Yes. Ontario recently entered our second stay-at-home order of 2021, though some regions of the province have been effectively locked down since November 2020. And hospital admissions and ICU occupancy are at the highest level since the pandemic started. They are building field hospitals in major cities to deal with the anticipated further influx, as they don't think this wave has peaked yet. On Friday of last week, the premier announced even further measures to deal with the out-of-control case numbers, including the authority for police to stop anyone outside their house and ask their purpose for leaving their home and their home address with the ability to issue fines for those breaking the rule, the, those breaking the stay-at-home order. This move was very controversial, and it seems like they are now walking that back a bit, but TBD. Combination of a painfully slow and inefficient vaccine rollout and the COVID variants taking hold have put us in this position. We will be under this order until end of May at the earliest. Wow. It is a weird form of torture to listen to podcasts slash follow people on social media in the states where a certain degree of normalcy has returned to people's lives and know that that is still far away for us. I'm staring down the barrel of my second pandemic birthday. I have the same birthday as Henry. Um, and feeling depressed that so many people are dying in our province when there's a vaccine that could have prevented this. It is just so senseless. To switch gears and respond to the baby out in question, during the brief period of time when we were less locked down, I used to do a weekly visit to my parents' house. My baby is out of bump. My baby is about a month older than the letter writers. Two tips to deal with a nap slash scheduling issue. If your baby naps in the car, plan a trip somewhere where you'll have to drive 30 to 40 minutes. Plan to stay at your outing location the length of time your baby is usually awake, assuming the quote wake window concept works for your baby. That will mean two short naps, which work pretty well for us. Also, if meeting someone, do not say definite time in advance. Wait and see how your day shakes out. I would always try and get my son one decent nap at home. Then once the nap was over, let my parents know what time I would be there. I would then wait until it was roughly time for his next nap and head on my way. Hopefully this is helpful. Cheers, Meg. And I'll Ottawa, Ontario, and 800 square feet with one husband, a four-month-old son, and a big fluffy dog. That is, I mean, I just, that's wild. I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, Canada seemed to really have it all sorted. What do you mean? In a way that we did not. Wait, who had it all sorted? Oh, Canada. Canada. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, for so long. Like, people were fleeing to Canada. Yeah. And then... I don't understand how it got to this. I don't either. I mean, well, she says... November was the lockdown order? What was happening in March of last year? March was March of last year was the first lockdown order here. Yeah, for here. But yeah. like, what happened up there? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Because like, if they never went into lockdown until November, that's crazy. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well... But, you know, Michigan is also in really bad shape right now. Where is Michigan? Next to Canada. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Those lakes ain't so great after all. Mm. (laughs) Um, Meg, I like this strategy, the wake window strategy of driving half an hour. That's smart. I wish I'd thought of that at the time. No, we talked about it. Remember? We were like, we don't want to get in the habit of. Oh, that's right. We him. didn't want to do car nap. We didn't want to form a car nap habit. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that because I just didn't want to be a. You know, as much as I don't mind driving, I just didn't like the idea of like having to get in the car and drive to get. Yes, a nap. yes, 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 yes. I totally forgot about that. So yes, there was a reason why we didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what? If it works for you, then great. Um, okay. From Michelle. I bet if we had in-laws or something close by, then we would have totally done that. Yes. But we had nowhere to to take them. Right. Right. 
Um, from Michelle, I listen weekly and have been binging past episodes when I can. I just wanted to say I'm a nanny and always search for parents like you. I love your parenting style and you seem like you are really great to your nanny and easygoing. I just think you'd be perfect to work for. I'm all about the non-hover parents. Give kiddos space and freedom to explore, of course, safely. I also happen to be originally from Lowell and was oh, wow. GLTHS class of 2000. Great Lowell Technical High School. Ah. The Vogue. So close to Matt's age. What year? Class of 2000. Oh my gosh, it was the year in front of me. She was Whoa. Joe's year. Whoa. Wow, I was class of 01. Wow. Where'd you, go to, where'd you go to grade school? That's what I want to know. I wonder all the time if I somehow ever met him. I just think it's so cool to hear the small local mentions. I came across your podcast from an ad on T-I-O-L-I with Meredith and Tiffany. I don't know what podcast that is. Well, it's obviously the one with Meredith and Tiffany. Yeah. It's probably on ACAST and it's yeah. a, probably a good yeah. time. Um, I just find all the info fascinating. I was lucky and had a spontaneous conception with my daughter. That said, I give you guys and all your listeners so much amazing credit. It's so much work, and I don't know if I could have done it. Anyways, just really wanted to say hello. Michelle in Salem, New Hampshire. Uh, Michelle in Salem. And she has- My brother and sister both went to the Vogue. Oh. Yeah. But much earlier than class of 2000. Yeah, they would have been class of- what class were you? I was 95. So they would have been class of 90, 94 and 93. 3 and 94. There you go. Uh, one nine-year-old daughter, one husband, two bonus sons, and one beloved granddaughter who's about to turn one. She reminds me I'm way too old to start over. 1,200 square feet, zero hot dogs, but eight chicken apple sausages. Haha. Ha. I know Matt thinks that doesn't count. I don't think chicken apple sausages count. Thank you for being an astute <laughs> listener. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, all right. Here is the, the Tingsboro Country Club, which was right by Volk, was where I used to I played golf a lot there when I was oh. uh, in high school. We were on the golf team? Uh, we didn't have one. I started it oh. in my senior year. We got like five of us together. Did you play against other principal. schools? Not officially. It's more of a but club there team. is a golf team now. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're welcome, Lowell Catholic. You're welcome. I did it. I accept my award. Um, my brother's on the golf team. Yeah, I mean, Brookline ha- figured it out. They knew how to get a golf team. You know what? Brookline actually had a problem. What was it? Brookline. Oh, no, I died. What happened? Yeah, Did my what? audio just chop out? Yeah, what happened? It could have just been my voice cutting out. <laughs> um, Let me just check this audio for one second. Crisis averted. Nothing was wrong. Um, Brookline had too many sports teams. Oh, I see. So, like, the the talent got too diluted yeah like they they could have had like a really great soccer team let's say but they had like field hockey like there were just like a million teams soccer would happen at the same time as football correct soccer football um i played football and baseball girls swimming boy swimming was in the winter golf was in the fall fall golf is a Um, sport huh yep um track and field like cross country was in the fall yeah sure um yeah and then i remember our cross country kids were our best fastest runners on ba- on the baseball team mm, it was great it yep. worked out then like in the winter there was like basketball the end there was a ski team yeah we had a ski there was a ski club at lowell Catholic. no there was a ski team okay that, like, who would you against, compete against i don't know natick I have no idea. All right. Where do they ski? Wachusett? Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. And then, like, we had, I think we had a rugby team. Like, we had a sailing team. We had a crew team. Well, Lacrosse, um, baseball, softball. All absurd. Like, there were just too many sports, okay. too many things to choose from. Okay. Anyway, that's my theory, and I'm sticking to oh, it. Oh, all right. Listen, that, that's my theory. Okay. Look. <laughs> It all happens to the best of us. <laughs> I knew you were waiting for that important analysis of Brookline High School sports teams. I always have been. Thank yep. you for finally I breaking the lid open. Yeah. What? Okay. Um, all right. This voicemail is from someone who did leave two voicemails, but the first one was a little hard to hear, so we're just going to listen to the second one. Katie again from the Middle East. Uh, sorry, I was rambling. Obviously got cut off. Um, other things, I really appreciate your comments on Henry's biting. I started using bunnies for the kids to get them to bite them and not us, which is awesome. 
Um, yeah, and, and uh, I just thank you overall. Thank you for discussing love languages. I've already discussed my footprint. Uh, we are in a 2,200-square-foot cement-walled villa slash townhouse um, in the Middle East, and my love language is access service, and luckily, so is my husband's. Um, and then our secondaries are um, my husband is affection, physical affection. Um, and I'm not sure still what my secondary is. Probably physical affection as well. Um, that's probably how we're uh, surviving um, parenthood and a pandemic. Anyways, thanks for all that you do. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. Um, I was going to say something and then I completely forgot. Hmm. Oh, it was because I had read the next email. Oh, this is from Carly. Do you want to read it? Sure. Okay. Hey, long time, first time. I had to write in as you guys were talking about love languages just to say, Matt, I feel you. I'm someone who generally hates all labels and personality tests because I feel very boxed in by them. Also, whenever I've taken the languages qu- uh, quiz in the past, come out pretty even t- across the board. Looked into it a little, and it's what the guy in the love languages uh, inventor, what he calls a full love tank. Oh my god, that's such stupidity. And I guess it just means I was likely loved pretty evenly in all five love languages as a child. This is less overwhelming. This this has overwhelmed partners in the past who feel like I expect too much. On the contrary, I feel like it makes it easier because I respond well to all things. I like variety and a lot to choose from. Luckily, I found a partner who agrees. But Matt, if you're generally thought uh, that you like all the things, I just wanted to say me too. Love the pod. Love you both, Carly. Thank you, Carly. Uh, Carly, I hate all the things, but yes, I don't like. I don't like these. These putting me into. I, you know, feel like I'm baby, and they're putting me in a corner. Nobody does that. Dirty dancing. Duh. All right. Thank you, Carly. Even though we disagree. Okay. <laughs> this is from Sarah. Uh, I have a question for the Goldberg section of the podcast. My husband and I have binged the old seasons of the show during quarantine and have been watching the current season, quote, live, i.e. on Hulu sometime after it airs. We watched Who's, Afa- Who's Afraid of Brea B. Who's Afraid of Brea B, yes. Who's Afraid of Brea B. And we're wondering if the episode was originally written to have the school play be Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, or was it updated after George Siegel's death to honor him since he was nominated for an Academy Award for that? Thank you guys for the podcast and sharing about your lives. You got me through IVF and I love all the parenting and life updates you've continued with Sarah in 1700 square feet in Connecticut with my husband, 18 month old science baby and 17 pound Jack Russell mix. No full size hot dogs consumed in 2021. Just a few mini pigs in a blanket. Uh, You know, who's afraid of Bria B was originally the title of that episode and it was always dedicated to George uh, because yes, of course he was nominated for an Oscar in that movie and the scenes that are in that sh- episode with Jeff and Sean were actually originally supposed to have uh, George. Oh. So, um, yeah, it's pretty wild to think about. Yes, but but yes, we and we in the dedication we dedicated that episode to George from the script. That's wild stage of things. Wow. So, like I said in the writers' room. We should not be dedicating things to people who are still with us. Oh, no. Did the writer's room kill George? No, but, I mean, come on, guys. Let's dedicate things to things we've we've lost. Okay. All right. One last text from Rebecca. I was just writing in to say that the all-beef hot dog is not just a West Coast thing. I was at the store a few days ago looking at hot dogs and noticed the same thing. All beef. There weren't even turkey dogs, which I prefer over beef if I can't find pork. How frustrating. Rebecca in Birmingham, Alabama, 1,900 square feet with two kids, a husband, and a Catahoula leopard dog and probably about two hot dogs this year. Wow. Look, I yeah, I don't understand this whole beef hot dog f- phenomenon, I'm going to call it. <laughs> If anyone can shed a light on this, if you work for Big Hot Dog, let me know. Yeah. All right. That does it for this episode. And there's a reminder out there for all of you. We talk about Patreon a lot in our bonus episodes. And, well, you know what? You can join and help out the show by going to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure and get yourself a bonus episode uh, for $5. Two bonus episodes for 10 And if uh, you're at that $5 level or above, you get your name read on the podcast each month as a thank you for supporting us. So, uh, Brianne Hudson, thank you. Cheryl Quick. 
Christina. Claire Dealey. Crescent Martin. Cryptomat. Uh, Danielle Nuchaforo. Deanna McLean. LMF. Aaron Soares. Freya. Gita Drury. Jane Ennis. Jennifer T. Brennan. Jenny Fick. Joanna Reinwald. Caitlin Donahue. Karen Perelman. Katie Allen. Carrie L. Kristen Anderson. Christine Kelly. Laura Bennett. Laura Madge. Lauren Schultz. Lynn Nugent. Madeline McCarthy. Mara Fass. Maria Bishop. Marina Breed. Mary Messick. Mary Myra. Happy 50th anniversary, Mary Myra. Melanie Bronbeck. Nancy Olson. Nicholas Hill. Nicola, Nicola Hill. Nicholas Skidmore. Uh, Nicole Mustafa. Narantha Balagopal. Rachel Kuzma. Rob Bain. Samantha. Bean. I never know how to say his I name. I say Bean. Rob Bean. Shauna Mandel. It's original Pennybottom. Susanna Perez. The Biersies. Susanna, it's probably Susanna Perez. What'd you say? Perez. Hmm, Perez. Interesting. And Wendy Fick. Thank you all so very much. Thank You've been you. great. We've yeah. been us. Go pre-order Dory's book, and uh, we'll see you later. Yep. All right.